0: Salutations my friends and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Noisera Freedom Fashion, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode thought transformation epidemic of elite evil and terrestrial ecosystems why well have you seen the news currently at the time of recording this episode tommy robin tommy robinson has been uh, arrested. We're still wondering what happened to Julian Assange. He's not really in the news these days. Trump is holding his social media summit to address things like censorship and so much more. And so I I, I spoke about that on this actual episode. I called it Milk Toast. I was like, I'm sure they're not going to talk about censorship privacy and how that's like an archaic thing. Facebook working with DARPA and so much more. But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll be talking about uh, Fedbook's creation thought process as created by Sean Parker, Apple's co-founder Steve Wozniak, saying that people should get off of Facebook entirely and how they're essentially imprisoning journalists. We also addressed the situation down there at the border, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his weird situation. Why are they bringing that back up right now? Uh, The vegan movement, environmentalism Space talk and so much more Uh, But before we do so Before we get started in this actual episode A few quick updates for you guys Uh, Make sure you download the the show notes It really helps for following along Stop the episode Go 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 to our website Go to the bottom part, download the the episode notes, and then just follow along. Uh, We also did a mini-cast earlier this week. The End of This Age reveals deep mysteries. You can get audio and video. Check the link for that in the description bar below. Uh, Also, we have our 4th of July forward slash start of the season 9 sale going on right now, where you guys can get 30% off store-wide using promo code NINER. That's right. Promo code Niner gets you 30% off your entire order. And with that being said, let's start the show. We're back. Just like that. Salutations my friends And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom This is uh, show number 902, season 9, episode 2 I don't have an opening statement for you guys But I have prepared a closing statement Something to address uh, the current times that we're in And this might become a trend that we do Opening statements, closing statements, here so and forth But we'll see uh, we, we, we will see, because of the not only the times that we're in, uh, but also why we have to prepare so much information and really get it together for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things throughout this entire transmission, as we always do. Uh, but it's, again, to paint that bigger picture as to what's going on and why we feel so much change taking place so fast. So fast. Yeah, You know, I, I, I don't really... I wanted to have the opening statement, what we prepared for our closing statement, but I felt like after going through everything that we're going to be talking about, you know, thought transformation camps, uh, using AI to censor hate speech, what they're already doing to us over there on Instagram, uh, just Facebook updating their terms of service what the situation down there at the border, eco-tax, what's going on with our environment, and so much more. You know, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of different things in this transmission, and I think it's just becoming increasingly apparent that shows like this are necessary, uh, pages like ours are necessary, information distribution and comprehension are necessary as well. Uh, and really getting our heads around what's going on is important, too. Because I really I, – I'm doing, I'm doing things behind the scenes uh, to make things more official to become, I guess – more credible, more legit in how we're presenting these things. You know, it's weird because out there on Instagram, I don't necessarily see like the credibility, but over here on the show, I take it way more serious. Uh, we're trying to do more Instagram lives with you guys, usually around like Tuesdays or Fridays where we can interact, interface. You guys can ask questions uh, and things like that. Uh, but it's just crazy to see what we have created become something even more because of the necessity, uh, the attention, the interaction, the engagement, and so much more. And that's just it. That's really all I can say. Uh, So we're obviously having to switch switch stuff around on the page, switch stuff around on our pages, switch stuff around on the show, uh, and switch stuff around on the back end. Because as I've always said, it's never been about social media. It's never been about just uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTubes, all those other cool things like that. It's been more than that. It's been about the diversification of the information because you good folks deserve it. And I've been doing I've been doing this for so long that it feels like, you know, it's about time for you to do even, even greater things. I have so many different revelations uh, throughout the week that I try to scribble them down and that's what the closing statement is. Uh, for the end of this, this episode, that's what the closing statement is. It's some of the revelations that I've had like throughout the, the, entire, the entire week. You know, how they're trying to memory hole things and rewriting history like we're in George Orwell's 1984 and how the evil that we are seeing right now, how it will continue. The evil will persist, as I've said before. Evil is evo- is evolving, and righteousness must rise to meet it. Uh, but also, why evil is necessary. You know, people say, oh, you know, if there is no God. Why is all this stuff happening? He wouldn't let something like this happen. And, you know, as I've gotten older, doing this, really using my critical thinking skills, trying to develop that deeper spiritual sense as to what's going on, I I, I realize that some of the questions we ask ourselves are really superficial and not deep uh, because we're too busy trying to prove to ourselves that we're right rather than understanding that we're we're, we're, we're nine times out of (laughs) ten usually wrong about things right off the bat. And it requires that critical thinking and that deep thought and that deep reflection and self-awareness to really get the true answer uh, of things. People are becoming so opinionated these days that we're not really understanding the value of information, the value of knowledge, the value of wisdom, and everything else, and education as well. Uh, and these are all things that I've had to learn while, you know, putting together episodes for you guys, trying to present information that is batshit crazy, oh, excuse me, I wish we could delay that, but uh, information that's pretty far out there, uh, and, and, and really making it legible and understanding. And that's, that's our job. Uh, is to really look at the mysterium and understand what's out there and how, how we have to make sense of it. Because truly, the times that we're moving forward into, they are not going to slow down. Uh, and, and as I've been saying a lot more so recently, is it's, it's going to require a completely different version of ourselves. And if we do not have the skills necessary to, to, to withstand the evil or to withstand uh, uh, what's coming down the barrel, we will be subject to it. We will, we will capitulate to it. We will bend the knee to the evil. And we will not fight back. And that's all this is. You see, we're, we're, we've been put to sleep for a reason. I need, to, I need to get off of this so I can start the show. Uh, I'll say this and then we'll start the show. This past weekend, we, we started up Fellowship and Freedom over there on On The Wake Up Radio. Uh, and I was talking with Ra, our engineer, about you know the Epstein case and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I think it's crazy that everybody has become so numb. To, to to pedophilia, to human sex trafficking, to child sex trafficking, uh, and so much more. And I said, yeah, you know, that's that's the sad part about being engaged in this type of information uh, and, and, and and having this awareness. But where do you think it's even going to go from there? You know, I have uh, <coughs> let me tell you, I have some pretty far out there back end conversations. Like you think this stuff is crazy now? You know, the sex the sex stuff that coming out. You know, the nix of them sex cult, the Satanism, the child sex trafficking. I'm telling you. You wait till those children that have been born through ritualized fetuses uh, and moon children, Esther Crowley's uh, uh, satanic rituals and stuff like that, black magic, you name it, man. I need to do like a whole separate thing. I keep telling you guys uh, that I don't need to talk about the occult world because it's already out there. But I also think it's important, too, uh, to encapsulate the times that we're in. But what I'm trying to tell you is you, you, you think all that sex cult stuff is dangerous. You wait till those kids grow up, Right those satanic satanically ritualized children grow up and then they start interfacing with the world and then they need something they, they need to you know satisfy their cravings stranger things recently came out this past week I, I i am totally on something else these days i didn't even mean to talk about this but stranger things came out this week and it talked about how uh indeed you can produce a child that has psychokinetic abilities uh and and, and this came out in stranger things you know they talk about it looking at project stargate project center lane project grill flame and project sunstreak all of these things talk about this, the gateway process, you name it. I mean to do like a rebuffer episode because the stuff came out. Uh, but they talk about how they can produce a child through psycho, through, uh, through epigenetic means uh, that have psychopoten- PK abilities. What they call it, psychokin- uh, psychokinetic potentiality. And so that's just one one version of it. What I'm trying to talk to you guys about is the occult, mystic, dark aspect of where you have people who are who are getting the breeders who are who are kidnapping the children who are having specialized satanic rituals to to do this stuff like it's crazy it's 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 going to come out there because there's already people out there who, who have lived through this so i, I digress <laughs> i definitely did i definitely did not mean to go on this crazy uh tangent talk about this type of stuff but i think that's a good place to start the show to show you guys hey this is where we're at i i, I have to choose not to talk about that to talk about the current matters at hand so as we're recording this, Trump is holding a White House social media summit. You got a lot of milk toast people there who really aren't engaged in the free speech fight and the First Amendment fight, who know what's going on, who have been censored for years like us. But you do have people there who are trying to fight for uh just I guess basic basic discussion uh, basic, open, free speech stuff. I don't know. We'll, we, we will see. Not a lot of information has come out because they're trying to keep it hush-hush. I don't know why that is. Uh, you would figure with such a, a tremendous issue that there would be a little bit more pub- publicity surrounding it and people would be more engaged. Uh, but it seems like it's just kind of getting swept away because Jeffrey Epstein. And we'll talk about that stuff you know, later on in the next segment. Uh, but I think it's important to talk about the fact that w- we are literally thinking that a... A a a technochronic a technocratic elite hidden in the background are the ones that are supposed to give us the ability to have free speech. Uh, we've become so domesticated and habituated to using things like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that we self-censor and and and, 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 and uh, modify our own behavior to emulate that that's on social media platforms and then try to transfer it here in the real world. What I'm trying to say is the world can never imitate the Internet the same way the Internet can never imitate the world. But because you have technocratic, uh, technocratic uh, scientific dictators in the background working on things, they're, they're, they're usurping reality. You see, earlier this week, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this social media summit, but earlier this week, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak says that most people uh, should get off of Facebook and delete delete it. Permanently, I think that's important because look at all the stuff that's coming out about it. Look at what they're trying to do, the privacy behind it. Like, it is crazy. But here, let's take a listen to this clip. TMZ, one of their reporters, caught them at the uh, Reagan National Airport in D.C. Let's take
1: a listen. With the, the CEO of Instagram about, are our devices listening to us? Like, when we, when we talk and you have a private
2: conversation, should we be worried? Um, I, I'm worried about everything. I don't think we can stop
3: it though. But everything about you, I mean, they can measure your heartbeat with lasers now, they can l- listen to you with a lot of devices. Who knows if my cell phone's listening right now? Um, Alexa has already been in the news a lot so um, I I worry because you're having conversations that you think are private or thinking to yourself you're saying words that really shouldn't be listened to because you don't expect it but there's almost no way to stop it people think they have a level of privacy they don't why don't they give me a choice let me pay a certain amount and you'll keep my data you know more secure and private than everybody else handing it to advertisers if you post something and I like it I check I like I check you know I check yeah I like it but the trouble is my likes not going to you in my head it is but my like is going to the advertisers
1: should we get rid of Facebook and Instagram or should we just not talk when we're on with the the CEO of Instagram about
0: are our devices interesting stuff you guys let me know in those in the comments of that picture of whether or not you actually want to get rid of your Facebook or your Instagram Uh, and because Facebook owns Instagram these are the kind of conversations that we need to be having and people don't really think about these types of things. So do you think these types of talking points are going to get brought up at that milk toast, uh White House social media summit, censorship, stuff like that, shadow banning, you name it, content deletion, uh, any of this type of stuff? And I know that's not what Steve Wozniak just went over, but what we're talking about is how surveillance capitalism is a very real thing. Uh, Adam Ruins Everything did a great job breaking down what, what goes on with your information, how much importance goes with a like, and so much more. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Our whole page has been governed for years. We have over 200,000 followers, and yet somehow barely even 10% sometimes see our posts. And so that's a different discussion for a different day. So this is the front-end stuff that that, that we can see. What's the back-end stuff that we're not being told? Uh, You know, you think you own your information. Facebook owns your information. Instagram owns, like, anything that you've produced. So that's a whole different discussion for a different day that we might have to break down, seeing as how this is how enmeshed we are people's livelihoods are tied up to this uh it it's it's just crazy it really is just crazy to see how much influence social media has had on society i mean i've talked about this before how it usurps even governments the pope has a has an instagram has a twitter uh and all this other stuff and so this is the new public square so what happens whenever these 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 The social media giants have so much more have more almost as much power as a government. They become a country unto themselves. This is why you have uh, Facebook developing their own cryptocurrency, Libra. Now, I won't be talking about that, but what I will be doing is pulling up this clip of Sean Parker, another one of the co-founders, talking about how they're exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology. This came out a few years ago, whenever he was on Axios, talking about how with social media, with that little. Social media validation feedback loop—that little dopamine hit—they're—they're they're exploiting human psychology. They know what they're doing, so they're asking you to give up your privacy so that they can monetize it, so that they can monetize off of your freedom. Because, and you've heard—you've heard Mark Zuckerberg say this—that privacy is becoming an archaic thing. Uh, I, I think what's even crazier too, and I don't know if I have the, the article or the clip up for you guys, but. Zuckerberg is creating like this whole thing in the future or just like right now to where imagine you just give up your Facebook information to everybody that's in a room right off the bat. And then you guys begin to have like discussions about what's on everybody's pages. It's just like the slowly introducing the idea of the collective consciousness. Uh, But I digress. Here is Sean Parker on, on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg talking about exploiting a uh, vulnerability in human psychology let's take a listen
3: you know you will be and then they would say they would say no 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 i value my real life interactions i value the moment i value presence and i value intimacy and i would say well you're a conscientious objector that's okay you don't have to participate but you know we'll get you eventually and 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 like I don't know if I really understood the consequences of what I was saying, <laughs> because it the un, the unintended consequences of. Of of a of a network when it grows to a billion or two billion people, and it and it begin and it it literally changes your relationship with society, with each other, with you know it it it, it probably interferes with productivity in weird ways. It God only knows what it's doing to to our children's brains. Um, you know anxiety is a huge problem now in, you know, of course anxiety was always a big problem in high school, who wasn't to have anxiety in high school, but it, it the the surveys that have been going on for years are showing a huge rise in anxiety amongst high school kids and younger and and you know you have to wonder if there isn't some, you know, if the, if the thought process that went into building these applications, Facebook being the first of them to really understand it, that thought process was all about how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible. And that means that we need to sort of give you a little dopamine hit every once in a while um, because someone liked or commented on a photo or a post or whatever. And that's going to get you to contribute more content. And that's going to get you you know, more likes and comments I mean, it's a it's a val- it's a social validation feedback loop. that that it's like a I mean it's exactly the kind of thing that a that a hacker like myself would come up with because you're exploiting a vulnerability in in human psychology
0: there you go, there you, go. you heard it from the man himself Sean Parker on Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, talking about how we are exploiting. How they know that they're exploiting a vulnerability uh, in human psychology, giving people that social media that social validation feedback loop. You know, trying to take up your conscious time, making you contribute content. That's why I make sure I contribute conscious content, so that everything I talk about, you know, it's, it's not puppies and kittens. It's not hey, let's feel good about this. Hey, let's talk about this. Like, oh, uh, look at look at my food. It's like no, I'm actually trying to make sure that what you're consuming. The substantial stuff that actually makes you think that is contributive to your life and indicative to what's going on. Now, this next clip I'm going to play for you guys is of China's thought transformation camps. And this just kind of blew me away. So, so, so check this out. Check this out. They got us hooked on Facebook, social media, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Snapchat, like we're a bunch of uh, technotronic junkies. And then they decided to say, "You know what? the mindset that's prevailing over there, that whole freedom-oriented thing, where people express themselves and realize that, hey, uh, we're being enslaved, we need to you know, liberate ourselves, you know expose government corruption." Yeah, once they realized all that was going on, that we were using their tools of enslavement as tools of, ensla- uh, as tools of enlightenment, they figured, all right, cool. We need to label that as extremist behavior. And then we need to re-educate these people. I, I kid you not. So out there in China, because we've been reporting on them, uh, not so much during season eight, a lot during season seven, of uh, the developments that are going on with there and how they're treating Christians and uh, and, and so forth. Uh, but recently, China was in the news because they allowed a reporter in the BBC inside of their, their, re, their re-education camps. Now, why is that important? Uh, not only because we know China has their social credit score system, uh, but also because they have they've put... Muslims that are in China and also Christians that are in China inside of these reeducation education camps saying that, Hey, you suffer from religious extremism. You need to have essentially your brainwashed and you need to have your, your, your thoughts transformed. So here, let's take a listen of this report. Talking about how in China, if you do not share the same opinion as President Xi Jinping, or you have, I'm sure, a bad social credit score system, a bad social credit score, they're going to throw you up in, in one of the thought transformation reeducation camps. I kid you not. This is where we are, and people really have to understand that if this is being done in China, how long do you think before it's done here? In the next segment, we're going to be talking about what's going on down there, down there at the border uh, with the border patrol, ICE. Uh, and, and the radicalization of people down there, but that's a different thing. What happens to the people who go into these re-education camps who are political prisoners, who 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 essentially get politically lobotomized and re-educated, mind- controlled? I am I am I am awestruck, but here, let's take a listen.
4: China used to deny that these places exist. But now we're being given a tour. The message these are schools, not prisons. They
0: are affected by religious extremism.
4: Our purpose is to get rid
0: of their extremist thoughts. The more we ask,
4: have you been convicted of a crime? Just I haven't How committed a crime, I just made a mistake. China's laws define schools as public spaces, and in public places
0: religious activities are not allowed. The more
4: evidence we try to gather of our own, the more questions there are.
0: I'll try to read uh, the subtitles as they go. This is Inside China's Camps by the BBC.
4: Yeah, the reporter
0: is John Sudworth.
4: As hundreds of thousands of Muslims disappear into giant secure facilities, China has begun taking a few selected journalists inside. This is what it wants the world to see. offered up as proof that these are not prisoners, but students.
0: I'm going to pause it coming up here.
4: Being guided away from extremism. Is it your choice to be here?
0: Okay, now I'm going to, for for audio listeners you guys can't see this and I just want to describe this and get this on record. Uh, I hope somebody comes out and proves me wrong. But the individual that they're they're interviewing right here, uh, when you look at him you know, he's got he's got a cheeky smile on. He looks happy, for sure. But he also has a bruise over his, over his right eye. Uh, and that's just something I kind of want to mark down on record. I'm wondering, you know, was this person beat up in the actual camp? You know, clearly they have cameras there. Clearly they have officials there. They know they're being monitored. They have to say all this stuff because, yeah, they're, they're even looking at a camera. But, again, re-education camp. These people can be beat, tortured, you name it to literally just be, uh, to suffer from Stockholm syndrome to begin to love and appreciate their oppressors but let's continue
4: uh, just, uh, I had a weak awareness of the law I was influenced by extremism and terrorism a policeman at my village told me to get enrolled in school and transform my thoughts always in the background Government officials watch over every interview. And this is how thoughts are transformed. Long hours of rote learning Chinese. The study of China's tightening restrictions on religion. And the replacing of faith and cultural identity with a different loyalty. I love the Communist Party of China this man has written these are places where adults wear uniforms there they are and where they don't go home at the end of the day
0: they sleep sleep there
4: up to ten a room
0: wow that is that is a little bit uh, a little bit disturbing I mean we we already understand that China has forced labor camps the workshops for children it's just crazy over there uh, I would definitely recommend you guys go take a look at that actual full video. Go let, go, go! actually watch the report because it is mind-blowing to think that this type of stuff is going out there. We're talking about thought policing. We're talking about re-education camps. Uh, and right now, here in America, we're experiencing soft forms of this with the social media ghettos, as I mentioned beforehand, uh, with the social engineering that's going on there. But it, it, over there, clearly, they're taking it to a much more radical, direct approach uh, and that's again something I really wish you guys would go check out understand why that's so important and 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 understand that that's gonna come here that that that, that it will come here you know here check this out this is something that pertains to our instagram audience uh, at our primary audience as well but we put this up July 9th. It's by Adam Andrew West of a uh, freedom outpost. It says Instagram will use artificial intelligence to censor hate speech before it's even posted. Now, why are we talking about this on the heels of reeducation camps, Sean Parker t- uh, and Steve Wozniak? Well, we're, 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 we're again talking about the social credit score system. Uh, if anything, people should feel vindicated that these people finally admitted that yes, they are censoring posts that they are using AI to stop posts before they go up, I mean here. But before I even get into this article since we're here, check this out. This is somebody who sent me this video <laughs> of them literally just trying to type in my page. Type in the page Freedom Faction on Instagram. Yeah. Literally, I have to type in the full name. That's crazy. So I would, I'm, I'm going to put that uh, post down there so you guys can go see other people's responses because it's very real. Uh, and I know people have been known about this for a while. But what I'm trying to tell you guys and show you is that we have been put into a specific category to where they do not want the information to be shown. They consider it hate speech. I told you before, uh, we're not allowed to talk or post about Desmond the Amazing because that will put a strike against our account. Somebody who owns his actual account blocked us and... It's a it's a whole separate thing. They will call all the stuff that we are talking about hate speech. Period. That's that's how this all works. As Charles Kasson's name is Truth is terrorism and an empire of lies. And that's where we're at. We are in a empire of lies. People are deceived. We are listening we, we, we have people who have delicate sensibilities running things. And so here's what's gonna happen, okay? They're going to put me, I, I, I hope not, but they're going to try to put some people like us in these re-education camps. Now, whether or not there'll be actual physical locations, that's a different discussion. Whether or not we'll go through this, this, this thought transformation gradually due to the external factors that they'll, 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 they'll use, the stimuli that they'll insert into the, the society, who knows? But here, let me get into this article. Uh, for some And again, we're reading from the Freedom Outpost by Andrew West. Uh, They put this up July 9th. It says Instagram will use artificial intelligence to censor hate speech before it's even posted. It says for some, the idea is akin to thought policing, but it appears that Instagram will be moving forward anyway. Social media has been the ultimate battleground for free speech in 2019 as the First Amendment continues to butt heads with corporate middlemen who control our expression. All manners of social media outlets have been doing the damned. Have been doing their damnedest to curb hate speech on their platforms, which itself is noble. Which is a noble cause. Uh, true hate speech, by its very nature, pushes the impressionable, t- pushes the impressionable towards violence. Uh, it doesn't have to be explicit, mind you. But the breadcrumbs left online by white nationalists and other hate mongers can ensnare the young and malleable minds of America far too easily. The problem today lies in the definition of hate speech that these social media giants utilize in far too many cases these platforms are choosing their own definitions based solely on their political views of the leadership of their leadership team uh, this has led many to led many to a conservative voice being silenced simply because they expose a facet of the liberal world that social media magnates uh, did not want the world to see now in a stunning and dystopian maneuver instagram is looking to throttle free speech is to start, is looking to throttle the free speech of its users before they even post Adam Masari, the head of Facebook owns Instagram, said the company is willing to make decisions that keeps its users safe from online bullying, even if it leads to decreased usage. Quote, we will make decisions that mean people will use Instagram less if it keeps people more safe, Masari told Time in an article published Monday. That sounds benevolent enough, but the potential for abuse in the system is far too great. Instagram on Monday announced that the launch of a new AI feature will notify users of when a comment they write could be considered offensive before they post it. Instagram said it will soon begin testing a new feature called Restrict that will allow users to hide comments from specific users without notifying those users that they've been muted. So basically, you're going to go ahead and talk. You're going to think you're talking to people, but you're not going to be talking to nobody. You're you're going to think you're going to say stuff, but it's going to be restricted. Shadow ban. Boom. Just like that. You're not allowed to say anything because you are in a specific category. That's right. You're not going to say anything because you're going to offend people. You're going to offend people offensive hate speech you are offensive 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 obey where where is defensive speech where is love what is love you know there's we, we, we get so focused on what is bad what looks bad we never talk about what is good and what is good and acceptable can't be talked about by people who are who are who are providing the problem you see it's us that have to define what is good Check this out. You have Florida Democrat Federica Wilson claiming that people who make fun of Congress, Congress should be uh, po- prosecuted. So here we go again, with 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 people saying, "Look, we are coming after your First Amendment." No, you're you're allowed to have your First Amendment, but these companies will team up with the government and figure out ways to eliminate you from having the speech that you were God-given. Let's take a listen. Yeah.
4: Out there every day. There- people who are online making fun of members of Congress are a disgrace. And there's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. We're going to shut them down and work with whoever it is to shut them down and they should be prosecuted. You cannot intimidate members of Congress <laughs> m- threaten members of Congress. It is against the law, and it's a shame in this United States of America. Well,
0: if, if, if you feel threatened by your constituency, maybe you shouldn't do things that antagonize them. If you feel threatened by the very people that you're supposed to be helping, maybe you should look at what you're doing, and maybe you should listen to what the people are being so upset about. That was actually said uh, right after Alexandria Ocasio Cortez went down to the border and had her little toilet gate fiasco. And we'll play that whole clip and border patrols' response in the next segment. Uh, but what are we? What are we trying to encapsulate with just this segment alone? What are we really trying to tell you guys right now? That we are literally up against technocratic or technocratic. Uh, technocratic authoritarians who literally are disconnected from reality, who can't see the, the impact that they're having, and if they can, then they're choosing to go ahead and go with it. They're choosing to go ahead, double down, and say that you're right. We are the authoritarians, and we do dictate what your speech is. We do dictate what you're allowed to do. You see, I think everybody's being given uh, power right now. As I said before, yeah, no, you're allowed to have your First Amendment right. You're allowed to have free speech, uh, but your free speech can cost you, and that's where we're at right now. Everybody is being given a certain level of power, uh, a badge, a ticket into this, this this new thing that they're building, this new technocracy, whatever they're creating, but what's happening is because we're entering into this new wild, wild west, they're having us define and create things along the way. Uh, and that's why I asked the question, what is, what is good speech? What is love speech? We, we, we get so focused on what is negative and what is bad, we never look at what is good. These people are literally trying to condemn the very idea of people standing up and expressing themselves, because in other countries, this is unacceptable. And so, when you have a technocratic elite who are working in the background, governing the speech of everybody you see what this does is creates a global standard we talked about it before in the previous segment or in the previous episode of the creation of the global citizen but this creates a global standard again i think that we're just creating the tower of babylon where we just continue to babble on facebook babble 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 never really having an understanding as to why all these things are being created and what is happening to us as we're doing this creation you see, I can tell you what's happening. From my point of view, we're being literally whipped into a frenzy uh to where we do things against our own interest, to where we literally work against our own interests. And check this out. i I'll 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 cover this and then we'll we'll close out this segment. But Facebook has updated this policy to permit death threats against those quote dangerous individuals. They call uh their new rules call for Quote high severity violence against dangerous individuals. Now think about that. They 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 label individuals dangerous people who have influence who are able to you know influence the masses <laughs> who don't who who don't share the same talking points as uh, Anderson Cooper or, or Rachel Maddow or any of these other talking points that, that are out there these talking heads right. They label them dangerous individuals because, as I said before, they were able, they were able to come into the system, create a system within their system, and be profitable. That's dangerous because they want obedient slaves. But because they were able to label these people who created a system outside of their outside and within their system dangerous, they now allow death threats, and derogatory and detrimental points of views towards those people that are that are deemed a threat. Towards this, uh, this this all-encompassing oligarchy that we see being created, this this t- scientific dictatorship. Here, let me get in this article. We put this up July tenth. It's from Sign of the Times. It says Fedbook, and that's that's literally how I'm just trying to refer to Facebook these days. Not even calling it face Facebook, calling it Fedbook. I, I've talked time and time again about how they're connected to DARPA, uh, the DOD, you name it. You, you name it. Facebook has, insu- has issued an ominous new policy permitting death threats and calls for violence, so long as they are directed toward against dangerous individuals or, or organizations or someone accused but not convicted of a crime. Facebook has updated its community standards to carve out a few expectations to its "quote no death threats" policy. Calls for "quote high severity violence" are now permitted. As long as they're directed at individuals, quote, covered in the dangerous individuals and organizations policy or individuals, quote, described as having carried out violent crimes or sexual offenses by media reports. Uh, After all, are people banned from Facebook? Really people at all? So again, what we're beginning to see is that because you don't have a social credit score, because you don't have that notoriety, because you don't have a profile, because you're not one of us. Right, because you're not part of the social credit score system because you're not part of the collective consciousness, this group think right you're you're deemed a second class citizen, you're deemed less than, and so when you have groups like Antifa who can get away with this kind of violence in my mind i just I just get this this image of the purge. I just get this image of them saying, "Hey, look at these people who are bad today, and then you have weak willed people who you know essentially just get activated." <laughs> And then they, they activate activated, radicalize and they go carry out these types of acts. It's crazy. Uh, but continuing on, it says, The change was spotted on Tuesday by commenter Paul, Paul Joseph Watson, who, along with his former InfoWars boss, Alex Jones, was on a handful of mostly conservative personalities banned from Facebook in May under its, quote, dangerous individuals policy. Back then, even mentioning one of the names, banned ban names, could get a user banned unless they mentioned it in a derogatory fashion. Facebook has apparently taken that, quote, hate the haters tactic and run with it. While the dangerous individual's policy supposedly only covers, quote, terrorist activities, organized hate, mass or serial murder, human trafficking, and organized violence and or criminal activity, none of the commenters should be banned, including Watson, Jones, conservative pol- political performance artist Miley Yiannopoulos, and Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Uh, they were also in, they were they, they weren't involved in any of those activities either, uh, but Watson discovered a person wearing an Infowars shirt is enough to get a photo removed from Instagram and a photo that includes banned individuals, even if their faces are blurred out, have been de- has has been deleted as well. Equally ominous is Facebook's decision to dispense with the concept of "quote innocent pro- until proven guilty" that forms a core of the U.S. legal system. That's because we're not going by the U.S. legal system. That's because we're literally this is the shadow government. <laughs> People want to talk about deep state. Let's literally talk about how we, how we have literally been taken over by this alien technotronic force creating something over there in Silicon Valley. Like, good Lord. This is this is so dangerous individuals. You tell me what that means. Whenever you have people who are becoming aware of this problem and how pervasive it really is, yeah, I could see how the how, how the conquerors would see the people fighting for everybody else as as dangerous. I could see how that would happen. And so, again, to start talking about this type of stuff, why it's important to get it out there, uh, and, and what, I, what I believe we'll be seeing here in the future, uh, Laura Loomer recently, just the Laura Loomer, uh, recently decided to file a lawsuit against FedBook for $3 billion for defamation because she's saying that you know they indeed defamed her, labeling her a dangerous individuals, uh, dis- dis- besmirking her in her name, discrediting her, defaming her, and you name it. And this is what I mean by these people literally putting out death threats, s- discrediting you, calling you a bad person, labeling you, putting you in this separate category that they deemed as importance, and then the whole of society just catering to this. Like I, I guess because we have Tommy Robinson, I tried to get a clip together for you guys uh, to pull it up to to, to to show you how he's pleading to America, to President Trump, to, to have political asylum. I wonder about how long that's going to be until that happens to me. Is anybody going to be able to take me in? I'm over here trying to do all this work, raise awareness about this, that, and the third. But what happens whenever this type of information becomes hate speech? What happens whenever... What we are doing, trying to raise awareness, putting compiling all this information, is considered uh, uh, dangerous to the establishment, to the technocracy, but and also uh, hate speech to the people that we're trying to help liberate. You see, and this is the problem. This is where we're at right now. And so that's why we have to talk about this in such a deep way. And again, I don't think people at the social media summit that's taking place right now at the White House, held by President Donald Trump, are going to do this. I don't think they're gonna have these kinds of in-depth discussions (laughs) you see that milk toast discussion that milk toast conference nothing's gonna go on over there and that's what I mean by the thought transformation camps that we're undergoing right now something is happening and as I keep trying to allude to uh, with with you guys and our audiences something has happened within this time frame to where things have changed maybe it's because (laughs) I just want to speak on the thought transformation camps again I can't do what I'm doing over there on Facebook the way that we're doing it on Instagram, and I can't do what I'm doing over here on Instagram the same way that people do stuff on Twitter. Something has happened because of these different camps, these different factions of freedom that that people are at. And we all have this whole different definition as to what freedom is. Uh, Twitter's focused on 140 characters approved, non-censored, unbiased political something or other. (laughs) We're trying to figure out how to just share content appropriately. You see, they're all trying to figure out ways to manipulate your thought process, and that's what the technocracy does, is it literally engineers you to abide by uh, their usurpation. And that's the crazy times that we're in. But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the situation down there at the border, as well as Jeffrey Epstein's case. Why human trafficking is a real thing. And again, the evil is just so apparent, I don't understand how people can turn off uh, but like i said gang we're going to talk about this and more on the other side don't go anywhere and we'll be right back right after this salutations my friends i'm here to talk to you about that's right cbd oil CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2013, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. It's always lies and share truth. This is Zero Zero. Freedom Faction, out. That's right. You know, you never really thought about how influential social media would be. Just sharing pictures, talking crap, liking things. You didn't. You, you you really don't think about the influence, the gravitas, the magnitude, the importance of choice. And I, you know, again, I didn't think about it. I really didn't. I I I don't. I have to catch myself to to, to think about it. And we might do a whole separate thing because after I had that conversation. Uh, with Jaws of Laws of Reality, the importance of choice in a very automated society, it really, really begins to show its importance and and why we have to reclaim that. I remember talking with Billy Carson about this as well, you know, reclaiming your health and how that's a very important thing as well. Uh, And, you know, a lot of the stuff, and I don't know if they've designed the system to be this way, but a lot of the stuff that, that, that sounds cool is actually really good for you. Like the stuff that sounds deep and cool, you know, just like live free. Uh, and carefree. Don't, you know, be open-minded, but not so open-minded your brain falls out. Like that stuff sounds cool, but I think that we are literally designed to not really understand uh, the importance of certain things. You know, it's like whenever people say, be the change in the world that you'd like to see, that is a very undervalued, overlooked statement. And it's overused as well, because a lot of people will say it, but they won't, live by it, and that's a whole separate thing, uh, and with that being said, thank you for tuning in to this segment, so we're going to be talking about the evil, the epidemic of elite evil, you see, um definitely didn't, <laughs> where is my head today, definitely did not mean to talk about the importance of choice, and I think that'll play a huge part in what we talk about in the next segment, but in this one, we're going to be talking about the new human trafficking, and the new slave trade, Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, case that has been going on why is it getting more attention you know bill clinton's involvement is, 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 is being known there's a whole lot of curiosity surrounding it but why is it being surfaced why is it coming back up uh, again another revelation i had just the other week was just that america the psyche of the planet the psyche of our country we weren't ready for hillary we didn't we didn't we we, we still wanted to be somewhat good but these days you see the evil just, rah, just coming out as as coming out as flagrant as it can. And that's why it's because that's that's why it's so dangerous. Uh because now, as I said before at the start of the show, and then i that I'll say at the end of the show as well, we're having to develop new abilities and new systems to combat this ever evolving evil. Uh but let's talk about the situation down there at the border. You know, just last week we talked about how uh or Alexander Ocasio-Cortez told us that people were drinking out of the toilet. Border Patrol put out a video uh, that disproved this claim. (laughs) But it is just, it's the whole fiasco. It really is. I feel like somehow we've gotten into a, 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 a thing where we have politicized and made entertainment of people's lives. They are dehumanized and this is just very dangerous. And so, again... Just to start setting the tone for the episode, for this, for this, uh, for this segment, Cory Booker decided to go down there to the border and begin walking people across, escorting asylum seekers across the U.S. border. I think it's becoming increasingly apparent that the Democratic Party of America is no longer a party at the moment uh, for Americans. And I know we all understand that it's a, it's all a left-right paradigm bullcrap, the two-party system takeover. I get that. But I think it's becoming apparent that the the, the current Democratic Party, in its current mutation, is not for Americans. This is not our grandfather's or your parents' Democratic Party. These are not people that want very simple liberal ideas. These are people that are pushing for the globalist agenda. And I cannot state that enough. And as much as I don't want to play the whole oh conservative left-right paradigm nonsense, I think because of how flagrant and apparent they are, their actions are these days. You have to call them out in order for us to get over that hurdle. Yes, it is both sides of the aisle. Yes, it is both parties. This one is just much more apparent and uh, apparent about what they're doing. Uh, but here is Cory Booker talking about escorting asylum seekers over the U.S. border.
4: Should we a little bit further? this
5: way, should Yes, yeah, just turn this
0: with like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me.
5: I'm sorry. I look better when you can't see me.
2: Senator, if you could start with um, describing the issues that the women asylum seekers face.
5: Yeah, this is, um, these were women who had really horrific stories. Uh, they're survivors of sexual violence. Uh, they're survivors uh, of attacks they are being preyed upon. Uh, they have uh, legitimate, uh,
1: uh, fears about uh, the kind of uh, just, just unconscionable things that are going on and happening to them and what this policy
5: that we have is doing is, is pushing people who are already vulnerable, who are already targeted back into
2: a dangerous situation so their stories about the violence that they've endured were, were painful,
0: heartbreaking and unacceptable I agree I agree, I've definitely been saying that we need immigration reform and some kind of way to have a pathway to citizenship. Because this is crazy. This is this is truly crazy. Uh, we, we, we pulled up some of the pictures for you guys just the other week about the conditions that the people in the, in the actual camps are. They look like shanty towns. Skid Row, however you want to look at it. Uh, Jaden Smith was actually at Skid Row on his birthday giving vegan food to the homeless people out there, but that's a different discussion. Uh, what's going on down there at the border? is hopefully bringing attention to the human trafficking that's going on. I'm calling it the new slave trade. Yes, there is still slavery going on in Libya. There are still child sex brides being sold on Facebook, or my bad, Fedbook. Uh, but now, because we have a whole different perception as to what's going on with human trafficking, with borders, with illegal immigration, and here and so forth, uh, you hear a different discussion talked about. You hear a different talking point being put out there. Uh, and the reason for this, again, is because of the United Nations, their U.N. migration pact. And for people who don't know what that is, it's essentially the U.N. saying that people have the right to migrate and leave wherever they are. And if anybody else decides to criticize this, it's considered hate speech. And so what they're being given is the right. They're being given money by MasterCard, uh, the State Department, and the U.N., shipped here and all over this stuff. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is legalized slavery, legalized human trafficking. Uh, I'll play for you guys that, that clip here shortly of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez claiming that people are, are are drinking from the toilet and then Border Patrol disproving that right after. Uh, but what I'm trying to talk to you about, about and how it'll blend into the Jeffrey Epstein is human trafficking is very real. A lot of it's going on during the, down there at the border these people don't come in legally, they'll come in illegally and then once they're here illegally they'll start working with the cartels, they'll start working with the gangs, they'll start working with people in the black markets uh, doing things to where they can remain off the books forever. You see, people want to have that pathway to citizenship, they want to be able to come here, they want to be able to integrate just at the moment we don't have a current system that does that and so that's going to be a huge thing that we see going forth into the future. And So already we have people from Sudan, we have people from uh, clearly Mexico Brazil uh, Guatemala we have people from uh, Iran we have people from all over the world really coming over to our borders Uh, but what am I trying to say what what am I really trying to say this is the multicultural agenda other countries out there you especially the UK uh, they see the failures of multiculturalism hashtag free ASAP Rocky ASAP Rocky uh, Brooklyn rapper is actually stuck in Sweden Swedish jail for fighting off Muslims there. And so, again, what happens whenever you have, like, a territorial, dominant, authoritarian-style culture that invades another and then and, and, and says that that culture that they invaded needs to be submissive? So, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the technocrats, I'm talking about a religious, ideological movement that is taking over things. Uh, and And we're being subverted through importing these people here. So, yes, they are being mistreated, but... Should we literally be giving over our freedoms just so we can be stepped on and walked all over? I think these are things that people don't talk about because they're too busy uh, virtue signaling. And again, the same way I'm saying, the same way that I didn't play Tommy Robinson's clip in the first segment, um, how many people are going to fight for me? How many people are going to build up something to raise awareness to the public to to say, hey, this needs to stop? Or are they going to be too busy virtue signaling saying that they shouldn't do this or that they shouldn't do that? Uh, But I digress. Here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez trying to virtue signal to the entire country that the migrants at these detention facilities are drinking out of toilets.
4: Say it again in English, please. Mm -hmm. There's abuse in these facilities. There's abuse. This was them on their best behavior, and they put them in a room with no running water, and... These women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet, and that was them knowing a congressional visit was coming. That was this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet.
5: Did you see
0: somebody actually do that? He's like, did you like actually see somebody do that, or is that like because we don't know. You, you, you do this, Alexandria. Like, you lie. Did you actually see somebody do that? Because we don't know. Uh, here is the border patrol, fi- uh, the border patrol, head of border patrol actually talking about the facilities that she went and visited, saying there's, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Here, let me let me see if I can correct what our congresswoman said.
2: Good afternoon. My name is Roy Viadial. I am the chief agent for the Tucson border patrol sector. Today is July 3rd. My goal today is to dispel some of the misinformation that's out there in regards to our detention facilities.
0: So come with me. This is Border Patrol Cribs. You're in Arizona. This
2: is a supply room that is typical in every one of the stations in Tucson Sector. What we have supplies of are diapers, baby wipes, clothing for children marked by gender, age holding for men and women we've got supplies these are feminine hygiene products that are readily available for any of the detainees now come with me as we go into one of our detention cells
0: Uh, it feels like MTV Cribs Border Patrol Edition
2: what's here in front of me is a supply card that is available to families and unaccompanied children what it includes baby formula, crackers, raisins, tuna fish, mylar blankets. Uh, here's one of the other aspects. There's a lot of misinformation that we're not allowing people to brush their teeth. This is a toothbrush that is pre-loaded with toothpaste and is provided to everyone and readily available should they want more than one. Now let's look at the biggest misinformation from the cell coming to the cell. Phone. Aliens are not forced to drink out of the toilet. Aliens have options. There's fresh water that's provided on a regular basis in a water cooler. There is also water that is provided in this. What this is a combination of toilet sink, and the sink provides fresh water. The walls marked as agua potable, which is potable water. There's nothing wrong with this water. We're not forcing aliens to drink out of the toilet, ladies and gentlemen. As the men and women of the United States Border Patrol continue to safeguard our nation,
0: I hope you have a wonderful of July. Thank you. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Roy. So that's what's going on. Whenever you have misinformation coming from Congress, you literally have to have people promote or at least talk about stuff like directly. It's crazy, uh, and I'm sure we'll see more of these types of things happen because we're going to we're going to hear more hysteria come from this. From the hashtag close the camp rallies uh, from from people trying to air quotes liberate these these camps. We're gonna hear more of this type of stuff being carried out. Uh, we didn't hear a whole lot about the immigration race that took place on on Independence Day, and I think that's for a reason because they didn't want to put that type of stuff in the headlines. We're talking about family separations and so much more, and so that is a boiling subject. It, it it truly is. Like here, let's take a listen to another top immigration official saying that they are ready to deport millions of illegal immigrants. Let's take a listen.
5: President Trump said he was going to delay the roundup of migrants for two weeks until Congress overhauled asylum laws. Right. It's been two weeks. This has not happened. So exactly. what is the administration going to do? Well, essentially, at this point, it's been put in Matt Albans's hand, the acting director at ICE. He's a career ICE officer, came up through the ranks, and they're ready to just perform their mission, which is to go and uh, I find and, uh, and detain and then deport The approximately 1 million people who have final removal orders, they've been all the way through the due process um, and have final removal orders. Who among those will be targeted for this particular uh, effort or or not is really just information kept within ICE at this point? So there had been reports that this would be just in the thousands you're saying the roundups will be far larger scale no no i'm just pointing out that the pool of those with final removal orders is enormous and um you know it's it's important to note here we are talking about ice doing its job as if it's special and really this should be going on on a rolling basis for ice and they've been interfered with effectively um, and held up by the politics of Washington uh, to a certain extent, and well, the th- they're looking forward just to dip- just getting back to doing their job.
0: Ooh, that's crazy! Uh, imagine that people being able to do their job. Uh, you know, what's what's funny is I remember posting uh, in our Instagram story like two or three years ago how I how Obama was working with multiple like fifteen different corporations to import millions of illegals, and. People really wouldn't believe it. Like people people couldn't comprehend the idea that no, this didn't happen underneath Obama and that yes, this has been like an ongoing issue and that's why we need to talk about it. Uh you know, ICE doing their job is kinda like a play on words because it's like somebody allowed for all this human trafficking to go down and we're just now deciding to talk about it. We're just now deciding to spot to, to shine a light on the fact that organized human trafficking, as I said before, uh, the new slave trade—how that stuff is still going down, how it's still happening—and yet, you know, we're <laughs> we're just going about our business. Yet you'll hear these people talk about the kids in cages. You'll 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 hear them say all these things, but you won't hear them actually stand up uh, for individuals. Actually, hear them when it counts. You know, like here, I, I'll, I'll see if I can read to you guys. I'm pulling this up right now. It's from TruthInAction.org. Uh, they put this up July 8th of 2016 it says Obama administration teams up with 15 corporations to import an unlimited number of refugees. It says the rule of law means nothing to to the Obama administration and the left and all the political dominion, uh, de- domination is of import. The left has infiltrated education of the masses or the, F- the left has infiltrated education and the press in an effort to in an effort towards complete indoctrination of the masses, but that also requires winning the war of ideas. The left prefers to stifle discussion and to win with legal maneuvers, as well as being as well as bribing the masses. But welfare programs are expensive, and organic growth is slow. So another way to invite the masses in, who will then dutifully show their gratitude by voting for the left, as long as they keep the goodies coming. The Obama administration had stymied by a Congress that wants to set reasonable limits on immigration the u.s. welcomes in about half a million immigrants legal immigrants each year certainly a number that already strains our ability to absorb and integrate hundreds of thousands into our society and economy but obama wants more and he is working on ways to circumvent congress's oversight he has done anything by abrogating immigration laws and he is adding hundreds of thousands of illegals each year by eliminating border control and immigration service intervention now he has yet now, he has yet another plan to increase immigration load dramatically. And they're talking about essentially bringing in the Syrian refugees back in 2016 for 10,000 refugees. So that's it sounds silly, but 10,000 is nothing compared to the over 600 increase that, that is coming across our borders now. So again, I'm putting the blame where the blame is due. I'm calling out what's happening and how that's going to affect our entire society. As I said again, the socio-political, socio-economic implications of having hundreds of thousands of people come in uh, who are untrained, who don't know what's going on, who are literally being given money and imported here. And so this is going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think they're going to get rid of this, 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 this old crop of immigrants, these old crop of illegals, and they're, they're clearly bringing in this new domesticated crop uh, that are going to vote the way they want and do everything that's needed. It's crazy, but how does this tie into we're going to start switching gears uh, from the elites evil epidemic, literally controlling an entire generation of people hoping that they hoping that they can keep them suppressed long enough. Uh, but how does how does that tie into Jeffrey Epstein with human trafficking and so much more? Well what is the suppression of people's daughters? What is the suppression of of, of child life? What is the suppression of the future? You see, these people are ritualizing and sexualizing children early. There's no, way, there's, the, the, there's no way that they can combat the future whenever they've, just, they've, they've, they've been used and abused. Let me play for you guys a clip of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the news clip where they broke Jeffrey Epstein being arrested and why that's so important and some of the peculiarities surrounding his case uh, and more. But here, let's take a listen.
6: The indictment unsealed and provided to us by the U.S. Attorney's Office just moments ago uh, makes it clear and and really underscores our reporting from the last several days. They say that Epstein uh, allegedly had a, quote, vast network of underage girls uh, that he would use to perform these, quote, unquote, massages, as they say, which turned out to be uh, either some sort of a sexual abuse in in some senses, that the massages these girls were ordered uh, to undress these underage girls. Um, And really the key here and the question that people were talking about why could this case be brought in New York, there are specific and numerous, quote, numerous examples, according to the indictment where Jeffrey Epstein uh, was involved uh, with these underage girls here in New York City. It is Upper East Side uh, Mansion, as it's called here in the indictment, a mansion that the federal government seeks to seize and forfeit, uh, basically uh, take possession of um, as a result of this indictment and the charges that they brought forth today. Sex trafficking is the major charge here. And what they were able to do Stephanie, is they're able to draw a nexus to New York, not only with acts that occurred here, but that several other unnamed employees, there's several unnamed employees of Jeffrey Epstein in this indictment, that they made calls on behalf of Epstein to set up these underage encounters uh, that would uh, often turn sexual, as I said, uh, that those calls were made from here in New York. And so that's what gives uh, the federal prosecutors here in New York, the U.S. Attorney's Office, which is just behind me on my right, uh, where we'll now have a press conference at 11 a.m. to discuss these charges. U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman and the Assistant Director of the FBI, William Sweeney. Uh, Bill Sweeney will be giving a, a press conference here in just a little bit, uh, and we expect them to perhaps go into a little bit more detail about this indictment and the charges that are expected uh, or that have now been brought here in New York today. Jeffrey Epstein expected to be in a courtroom later on. Uh, but again, underscoring uh, our reporting uh, here over the last several days since Epstein was taken into custody in New Jersey on Saturday afternoon, uh, that there were numerous uh, numerous victims dozens of victims in a uh in kind of a vast network according to prosecutors uh, that jeffrey epstein had uh for these underage girls and and for sexual conduct that he had with
3: them hey there i'm chris hayes from msnbc thanks for watching
0: all right yeah that is msnbc finally admitting that yes uh human trafficking and child sex trafficking is a very real thing as they said before a a vast network of underage girls conducting these massages let's just call it what they are underage girls or kids He's got child prostitutes out here calling people saying, hey, did you want me to, air quotes, come massage you? Jeffrey Epstein's out there pimping. We're talking about Lolita Express. We're talking about organized sex trafficking. But that's the crazy thing. And I was talking about this with Raw in between breaks on Fellowship and Freedom as well. What do you do whenever you have a situation as curious as this? Donald Trump is trying to come out there and distance himself. Bill Clinton tried to distance himself only for him to get like caught up. I think the entire world kind of laughed at him. Uh, but I'm just going to fly through a few of the articles that are out there for you guys, just to give you a, a, a quick timeline of how the entire world, uh, knows that Jeffrey Epstein is a dirtbag and is essentially guilty right here. You have from the free thought project. They say, finally, billionaire pedophile Epstein arrested more child trafficking arrests to follow. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's daughter says that some of our faves are implicated in this horrific Epstein case. Bill Clinton took to at least 26 flights on Epstein's Lolita Express, and right here for our audio listeners uh, and for, for for the future, we have Bill Clinton scribbling his little name right there, boom, uh, on his little flight log on the manifesto. The prosecutor in Epstein's new case is James Ca- James Comey's daughter. So, again, just more peculiarities surrounding that. And let's... <laughs> let's... Let's, let's look at this. Let's look at Bill Clinton try to distance himself away from Jeffrey Epstein. This is from uh, News Punch. They put this on July 9th. It says, Bill Clinton denies having any relations with Epstein's child sex victims. <laughs> and when I read this note, man, I really couldn't do nothing, but I couldn't do anything but laugh. Uh, but uh, let, let's read it. This, this, is his, this is his public statement. <laughs> this, is, this is former President Bill Clinton's statement. Uh, in relation to to Jeffrey Epstein's arrest. (laughs) Since President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago, or those with which he has been recently charged in New York. In 2002 and 2003, President Clinton took a total of four trips on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane, one to Europe, one to Asia, and two to Africa, which includes stops in connection with the work of the Clinton Foundation. Staff, supporters of the foundation and his secret service detail traveled on every leg of every trip. He had one meeting with Epstein in in his Harlem office of 2002 and around the same time made one brief visit to Epstein's New York apartment with a staff member and his security detail. He's not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade and has never been to Little St. James Island, Epstein's ranch in New Mexico or his residence in Florida. So I thought that was very interesting. He has Little St. James's Island, a little ranch out here in New Mexico. So, again, there's that tip again, because I'm telling you, there are buses out here I'll be driving around that say stop human trafficking on them. So, yeah, no, we have human trafficking going on. And I've, I've talked to you about how we've come up against it here as well. Uh, and this next article is from Now the End Begins. It says one of the convicted one of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein sex slaves says she personally saw former President Bill Clinton on Orgy Island with two young girls. So those are, that's just a smattering of a few of the articles that are out there because the entire world knows and America knows Jeffrey Epstein. You dirtbag, you were you were caught. You were caught. You know Trump's note about Epstein since 2002 uh, theres a, there's an article over there at The New York Times too that talks about how Trump and Epstein were exclusive guests at a party. the only guests at a party with 28 women. you have white you have Wikipedia uh, out there trying to whitewash Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton's relationship uh, here. let's let's look at more of the red flags surrounding this case to where people don't think this is going to get justice. Um, I, the same way that Democrat donor Ed Buck is finally getting sued, fi- after finally getting sued for human trafficking and revenge porn, after the second man dies in his home. So this this is this is who's corrupted and, and ruling us. This is what I mean by the epidemic of elite evil. We're not talking about the organized human trafficking that's having to literally restructure and in, in front of our faces due to politics. No, we're talking about the private elite exclusive human trafficking that's going on you see uh right here uh, trump and jeffrey epstein were the only two guests at a party with 28 women flown in for the quote entertainment that was said by the new york times report but you can go find it over there raw story uh right here trump said this in 2002 he says quote i've known jeff for 15 years terrific guy he likes he's a lot of fun to be with I just even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. So, you know, I'm not going to turn this into a whole let's smear Trump, let's get this all out there, let's implicate him. I definitely say there's way more ties of, 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 of Epstein and Bill Clinton out there, Lolita Express and the human trafficking, uh, but none of these people are, <laughs> nobody's safe. Silence is compliance, and compliance is silence, man. Whenever these people don't expose it, yes. Pedophilia. Record numbers of pedophilia have been up this year. Record numbers of arrests of pedophiles have been up this year. Uh, but again, I, I, I guess it's just like how do you how do you try to find? The commonality, or express the commonality, that these people are literally engaged in organ human trafficking, or organized human trafficking, and they're trying to publicize it these these days. And because it has become such an epidemic, they are now having to legalize and normalize the behavior. Like at, at some point, you've got to just say, "Okay, why is this happening, and what can we do about it, and what will come of it?" These people, we know some of them will not ever reach justice. So, what does that mean whenever we live in a society? that it, that it, that, it, that basically exalts wickedness and debauchery and decadence. These are children's lives that have been ruined like I, 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 I in the future we're gonna to have Dr. John A. Kingong to talk about all this stuff that's going on uh, the pedophilia, the human trafficking, and so much more because I want to get his opinion on it and a few other individuals because it, it really does show you the depravity that we've slid into and this is why we have to rip that band-aid off you have to shine a light at all this darkness so that people understand the times that we're in because i tell you the times that we're in there the the wickedness its not going to slow down this as i said before it's become passe talking about uh... talking about this type of stuff the casting couch and so much more but this is where we're going we have to go even farther than the darkest depths we have to go farther than the mind can comprehend. We have to go even farther than the outer limits. We have to go beyond 1984. But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about France's eco-tax, you know, Agenda 2030, their Goal 15, Part 8, Protecting Terrestrial Ecosystems, and how this whole vegan movement, the green agenda, everything that's being pushed right now, I see this weird trend happening to where entertainment, politics, information, activism, environmentalism, it's all being like merged into this one thing. Uh, And I I find that very, very interesting. We also have Donald Trump talking about UFOs and so much more. Finally, the, the, the U.S. Navy and Lockheed Martin introduced directed energy weapons. Again, call that vindication. The same way we knew that we were being censored over there on Instagram, the, 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 the government finally admitted that, yes, no, we have laser technology. So we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this.
4: Thank you. It is the best that can be done. 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 No sé por qué, 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 no sé por 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 qué, no
0: I thought about getting like a soundboard, but I definitely like making my own sounds. That was a lightsaber. I definitely like making my own sounds. Gives it a better feel. Helps me talk better too. Or helps the helps 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 the brain flow. Helps me understand things better. Sometimes I think in pictures, sometimes I think in words. Uh and with that being said, thank you for tuning in to this segment, the final segment of this episode. Terrestrial ecosystems, protecting terrestrial ecosystems. Before we get started, I, I have to go ahead and tell you guys a, a little bit of a secret. I just, you know, so I just, something in me just told me I had to tell you guys this. And I, and I wouldn't feel right until I did. Uh, you know, and so you just got to bear with me. I, I feel bad, but you got to go ahead and get the Space Force T-shirt. You can do so. Get it 30% off using promo code NINER. That's right. You can get Freedom Legion Space Force T-shirt for 30% off. It comes in a wide variety of colors. I'm colorblind, so I can't see, you know, some of these ones. You get like, what is this? What is this, like a like a bait, like a dark gray? I had to name these, and so I had to go with, you know, some of the ones that were... What I could understand, but I digress. You get all kinds of different colors. Army, athletic, Heather, baby blue, forest, gold, red, soft cream, true royal, and Heather, true royal. You have all kinds of different shapes, all kinds of different colors, uh, and we're going to be coming out with a few more designs for you good people. Ooh, I like that. I might get that. I'm going to be doing shows, too, so you guys can see your boys sport it, uh, but you guys can go ahead and get your Space Force T. We'll be making a few more designs. Uh, Check out the link in the description bar below. Like I said, use promo code NINER to get 30% off. Now, why did I do that? Well, it's because we're going to be talking about the Space Force, man. We're going to be talking about the military-industrial complex, the secret space program. What's going on? Again, I I talked about this with you guys in our Instagram Live that we did earlier this week, uh, the ending of this age reveals deep mysteries. I talked about this briefly with you guys, you know, with things like the biblical prophecies that are coming true, the Kali Yuga, the age of destruction, so much more and things like that. Definitely go check it out. Uh, But I truly do believe that we are going to see things that we can't even comprehend come upon the planet. You know, I tell you guys all the time, I came from the angle of looking at this from paranormal UFOs, Ghosts, alien abduction phenomena. So to see this kind of gradually come to the surface, you know, mainstream media covering UFOs, us having a discussion about aliens uh, and, and so much more. It's very interesting because it, 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 it in one of my minds, you know, it shows me that, yeah, you know, what was hidden is now public for one. And for two, uh, some of the farthest things that you thought were out there are going to start happening. You know, I'll try to say this just to preface this entire segment. The idea is to make us space ready. And so for our Flat Earth listeners, uh, they're not going to hear that. And we really need to, we really just either A, need to address that or just leave it alone and just let, th- let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but the idea is to make us into essentially like a Star Trek style race where we don't really have nationality to where we don't have countries, boundaries or any of these types of things. Uh, we go interplanetary. Now, this is, again, part of the new world order, the one world government, the one world religion. And as it sounds like a utopia, you've got to understand these people's utopias are literally, and sometimes, living hells for us. <laughs> uh, but b- where we're at right now is, is 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 realizing that in order for us to get off world, get, off, get into space, not saying that we will, who knows if we even went to the moon, different discussion for a different day, but the idea is for us to realize that we are humans, and as a race, we need to take care of our planet before we go explore other planets. And in order, to, in order for us to do so, we have to switch technologies. Gas is not sustainable, uh, but there is an infinite amount of sunlight. There is an infinite amount of air that we can still use. You see, uh, there was a, a, a fantastic article put out by the good people over there at the Activist Post, where they talked about predatory, predatory. Uh, what was it? It's like predatory renewable energy or predatory capitalism, to where it's it's everything I've been saying. They're trying to sell you free energy. We have all this technology available and all the energy that we could ever need. Uh, but because these people need to make a quick buck, they have to sell us. Uh, they have to sell us thermal energy. They have to sell us hydroelectricity. They have to sell us uh, wind turbines. They have to sell us so much stuff that's already readily available. And so this is again part of the socioeconomic reformation the socio-political reformation. So many different things have to happen in order for us to to, to get to where we need to go. Uh, in order for that to happen too, it has to happen in a quick time frame to where we don't have enough time to think. So with that being said, let's start playing a few clips for you guys. Earlier this week, France came out with what is called an eco-tax. This is important because they basically came up with the Paris Climate Accord. France will be one of the people that leads, or one of the countries that leads the world and trying to fix, or undo, or try to basically trying to combat greenhouse gas emissions. But here, uh, let's take a listen. This comes from Euro News. Mind, they're extraordinarily. Uh,
1: beautiful accent. Now France has a new eco-tax that's going to be added to airfares from next year and unsurprisingly it's been getting a lot of you talking on social media. Uh, Let's head over uh, to Alex to find out how much uh, French people are going to end up paying on their flights. Well where does this come from? This eco-tax comes from the second meeting of what uh, is being called the uh, eco-council, the eco-defence council of France. There is Emmanuel Macron, the president there, chairing it. A proposal that's grabbed all the attention in the headlines is this idea of of an eco-tax. Where will it be applied? On plane tickets. So how exactly is this going to work? These changes proposed from 2020. Well, the charges, uh, they are going to be applied to flights leaving France. These are flights departing from France. Within the Euro, uh, the EU area, that will be an additional charge of 1.5 euros to your plane ticket if you're flying from France uh, on an economy ticket if however you're going for business or fancied a bit more of a, an expensive seat that tax would rise to nine euros This a charge added on top of your fare if you're leaving from france what if you want to go further away you don't want to do short haul you're going long haul well have a look at this if you're flying elsewhere in the world the charges would rise on economy to three euros but up to 18 euros if you were flying uh, business class. Now, this obviously getting a lot of people talking. It's fair to say some people, some climate activists, saying not enough, the charges should be more. But what is interesting, we've just had a very uh, a reaction from Air France just a couple of uh, moments ago. They are saying it'll penalise the company and airfares more generally at a time when, particularly, French airlines might be looking to shore themselves up to protect themselves in the future. And indeed, on that note, you've got Aviation journalists like Xavier here saying, has any real analysis been done into this? Has there been a strategic plan or is this an eye-grabbing tax? Despite that, though, there are other people like Andrew saying it needs to be hiked. It should be more expensive. This effectively is too cheap. Now. Where does social media come into all this? Well, let's not forget, it was on social media, the climate marches, the climate movement across Europe was coordinated. Aviation and potential charges to be added to it, are really big talking point. So France now making a big move. It's been met with, um, I suppose you could say, with uh, criticism from Air France and other aviation consultants, but some... Climate activists, too, saying France hasn't gone far enough. The changes proposed to come into effect from 2020, they say, will raise over 180 million euros for the French uh, tax man.
0: Well, thank you very much for uh, such an astounding uh, report. So, yeah, a whole lot of different things to look at there. Uh, Eco taxes. This is an, an eco defense council. So this is where we're going. This is climate change. This is the Green New Deal. This is the Green Agenda. Again, the socioeconomic reformation, a post-industrial society, the fourth industrial revolution, hereon, and so forth. What will what will society look like whenever we start talking about sustainable development? Uh, this eco-tax. This just made me start thinking about the carbon tax and eco-fascists. As I said before, people yelling at you that you're not doing your fair share to pitch in for the restoration of the planet. Now, this is crazy, but I assure you, more will happen from that. So I'm very, very, very interested to see what happens uh, and what will come from that. What other countries pick that up, and and and, and how that's going to look. I really do think these are good things because we really should start talking about the quality of air, uh, stuff bioaccumulating in the in the planet and the earth, how that affects us, and so and and, and all these different types of things. Uh, recently, in California, they had those devastating earthquakes, and that that did a number to the people that were living there. You know, I had I asked you guys a question of what some of your theories surrounding the earthquakes are, uh, and let me see if I could just pull some of these up for you guys because you had some. You, as always, <laughs> the audience had some great thoughts on what was going on, and I'll I'll play a clip for you guys uh, here after this. Uh, but I asked the questions, what were there, what were some of these guys' theories surrounding uh, the earthquakes? And somebody says that they lived 45 minutes north of it, and they say that it was not a quake, that it was a wave. Uh, other people say that they are targeting underground military bases, radio frequencies. Uh, some people say that it could be Russia, that it wasn't a real earthquake, uh, that they're either being caused by the tectonic plague shifting or a nuclear facility, harp. Uh, retrograde and underground interference I'm not necessarily sure but what I can say is that the earthquakes are doing a devastating thing to the environment to 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 the, the magnetic nature of the planet, to the frequency, to the human resonance uh, and I make this accusation or I make this statement because of this clip that was put out by, by Khalil Underwood is, is, yeah, Khalil Underwood from California and essentially what it is is thousands of bees dropping dead after the earthquake. And he talks about it in the post, how, how he, he basically went out there one time. There's like a hundred bees on the ground, buzzing earthquake happened. It was a massive uh, pulse, massive wave, massive shift. Then he goes out there and then he just sees these thousands of bees dead or dying in his driveway. And this isn't something simple. It's like out of a movie. Imagine just seeing an entire wave of, of, of of just an entire swarm of bees just fall into the sky and these are the only things that are documented this is this is done by like a, a, a somebody who's not even paying attention to this type of stuff if these are if this is what's happening to the bees what other animals what other plants what other bees what other bugs what other creatures are dying off like this in the thousands that we're unaware of but here let's take a listen
4: all right last night when i said there was like a million bees on the floor Nobody believed me And y'all couldn't see it in the dark This is what I fucking meant Look how many fucking bees Are on the fucking floor From the earthquake I don't know I didn't know how to get to my car Which was in that garage Look at this Some of them are still alive Just fucking doing the same thing They were doing I gotta park somewhere else They're everywhere
2: This is crazy yes. i never
4: witnessed anything like this
0: I'm going to go poke my car somewhere now. Uh. Yeah. Bye-bye. And so, for our audio listeners, uh, he's, he's basically giving us a panorama showing us that there are bees littered all over the ground, all over the pavement, still buzzing, still moving. Uh, and to me, that is a little frightening because it just shows how geological things can happen and have physiological, forward slash biological effects on us that we can't even understand. And that's something that we need to pay attention to. So I'm glad that we're, we're starting to have this discussion about the environment. But again, what will we uncover in doing so? Uh, this is Agenda 21. This is Agenda 2030. As the good people over there at Euronews talked about with their, uh, with their eco-tax being implemented by 2020. It's because they're beginning to see the effects, as they call it, anthropogenic climate change, the effects of humanity and humans upon the Earth. And yes, we are doing this type of stuff. Uh, but to switch gears on a relatively good note uh, just to talk about the environment giving back and doing the right thing Uh, yes bees did die in california uh, but out there in the dutch city of utrecht there are bus stops that are being turned into bee stops to protect bees and reduce pollination or, or, or reduce pollution because they understand that bees are important and that we need to protect them out here in our garden. I'm happy to say that we got some bees. We got some, uh, we got some toads as well, man. we got a lot of different, uh, a lot of different random wildlife in our, in our little garden. And that's important too, because people have to figure out how to give back and how to begin to cultivate a personality that is, that is synergistic with themselves, but also with the earth. Then again, hate to take a page from the Georgia Guidestones, but figuring out how to live in harmony with the planet, we have somehow become so disconnected from that that it's dangerous to see just like how desensitized uh, we really are. So not to sound like a crazy fanboy or not to hop on the <laughs> what is the, the woke bandwagon, the woke the wannabe woke bandwagon, uh, but J, Jaden Smith of Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, Jada Jaden Smith fed the homeless in L.A through a pop-up vegan truck called the the I Love You restaurant. He actually did this on his birthday. Uh, And so, because we do have people that, I'll just go ahead and say, Jaden follows the pages and he knows what's up. Happy birthday, bro. As I said before, uh, keep doing big things. Try to stay out of trouble. Uh, So this is what I mean by giving back to the community, giving back to people, and understanding that it's upon us to do these types of things. You see, so congrats. I think that's a good thing. One of the things I had talked with you guys about uh, in one of our previous mini-casts is this overpopulation myth. As I said before at the start of this segment, the idea is to push us into these populated centers so that we can be easily more controlled. Uh, but if you ask me again to reference to the Georgia Guidestones, there has to be a massive culling of the population so that the, the smaller masses can be more easily controlled. How does that tie into Jaden Smith, veganism, and all this other stuff? I'm, 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 tr- I'm trying to I hope I can make the appropriate connection. You see, at the season premiere, we played for you guys a video uh, where the UN came out with a report talking about climate apartheid and how the rich will be able to survive these environmental crises, whereas the poor will not. What I see happening uh, with, with entertainment, with education, with politics, with a lot of activism, you name it, however you want to look at it, what I see gradually happening is a Hunger Games sort of thing. To where people, and this is to where people in Hollywood, uh, these these celebrities, to where they take on environmental causes. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio talking about climate change flying around in his private jet. Uh, look at Robert De Niro talking about vaccines. Now you've got Jaden Smith working with the vegan angle. Uh, you've got Alyssa Milano talking about abortion. You also have, all, all of these are proponents of Agenda 2030 and Agenda 21, uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is you have these celebrities taking on new roles they realize that again the stage of hollywood of california it's either going to break off and become useless the real stage is the world they have their phones and so now they've got to do a different type of acting they've got to figure out how to uh get fans that aren't fans of the civil, of the silver screen i'm going to play for you guys a video clip of of, of of robert downey jr teaming up with matt damon talking about their footprint coalition which is their attempt to try to fight greenhouse gas emissions and combating climate change. But this is what I mean as well. Uh, When you have little girls, Greta Thunberg, activists who are like 14 years old, teaming up with with people in the entertainment and politics to say that, hey, you're killing us. Climate change, change change your ways. This is an organized push. So, So again, what I'm trying to reiterate to you guys is this subtle integration between politics, between entertainment, between environmentalism, between activism, and how in the future, that's what's going to be required. People don't want truth. They want a personality that they align with. You see, and again, this is just something interesting that I think people need to pay attention to. So let me just go ahead and play for you guys that clip of Robert Downey Jr.'s Footprint Coalition. Before I do, real quick, this this is, again, how it all pertains to getting off Earth off-world preparations, the secret Space Program, and so much more. He spoke, he spoke about this whenever he was doing a conference, essentially for Amazon, where they were talking about uh, machine learning, space, automation, the environment, and all this stuff. We're talking about colonizing other planets, terraforming Earth, and so much more. They are preparing the next generation for all of this type of stuff. But here, let's take a listen. Man, I feel very
2: spiritual right now. You smell that? That might be a killer. <laughs> wow. You
3: know, I think it was Nietzsche who said one must still have chaos in one's life to be able to give birth to a dancing star.
4: <laughs> hey buddy, how you
0: doing? Great. Yeah, I'm here.
3: I'm here uh on Mars. It works. Oh!
0: Okay, so it's going to be extraordinarily cheesy. I think you guys should just go ahead and prepare yourself for that. You're going to be seeing live acting. Live acting to where they can inseminate you with ideas. They're trying to incept ideas to you. So get ready for the cheese. Get ready for the cliche. Get ready for the acting. Get ready to be sold the idea of of going to space uh, by puppets, by actors.
3: It blew up beautifully. Uh okay. the atmosphere's great. breathing fine. Okay. I'm just basically growing <laughs> and
5: uh,
0: okay. like you told me I should. And uh, okay. Again, they have to make these guys seem normal. Like, they really have to make them seem normal. It, it, it's a whole process. Just keep this all in mind.
5: Did you put a dance Yes. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a dance bar.
3: Well, of course. I'm trying to stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to show you something. Right. Okay. Look what I did. I got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: But uh, if you happen to know, our favorite game is Intact. In okay, I got our favorite poster up. Really helpful to me because it is pretty lonely here. And uh, <laughs> dark,
5: dark—that's fun.
2: Under, yeah, dark Horse, atmosphere. How do you? How do you? How can you game. Yeah. How can not floating? How do uh, you uh, uh, deal uh, with uh, the
3: gravity? The gravity. Yeah, the gravity. Yeah. 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 Is is.
4: You can see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is it oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Just ask. <sighs> okay, I gotta tell you something. Great. <sighs> They'll kill the red eyes. Come on. Okay. It's just ridiculous.
3: I can't keep this going. <laughs> I'm, I'm not on Mars, Robert. I mean, I'm in my basement. <laughs> um, look, I mean, I wanted to go, uh, you know, money was there, but, but it was, uh, it was family share day at the kids' school, and, um, my, I'd rather let down all civilization than my kids, so. Um,
4: <laughs> no,
5: I, I do. Uh, also, as long as we're in confession mode,
2: it's a small detail. What point? I spent the money.
3: What? No, 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 That was my That was all my savings. <laughs> You've got to be f- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the check came, right? I Not mean, It was so big. I figured the only person who could write a check like that was Jeff Bezos. I mean, kind of check like that? right? I yeah.
2: am. That's right,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, well, I was. Look, is there any chance you're going to bring the character back?
3: No, no, no. I'm done. I'm, I'm
2: hanging up my jersey. Anyway, well. Hey, does that mean the parts available? What?
3: No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You, you better leave on the on the phone for me, please. Jesus. Um, I tell you what, Marv, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like 15
2: Jason Bourne movies to try to pay you back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I actually to pay you back.
2: Starting
4: right
0: now. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Are you guys good? It's just something about cheesy Hollywood and just like stupid acting. It just like I don't know. It really turns me off. I've never been one to just want to engage in lies and just deception and tomfoolery like that because it's just not my thing. I can't. I'm too real uh, for that type of nonsense. I, c- I can act whenever I'm acting like me. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, that was just like atrocious, like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, but I digress. So what are we talking about? We're talking about them incepting the next generation with the idea of getting off Earth, accepting the idea of of, of of this. I call it actors by Amazon, you know, the technocratic virtual reality that they're trying to put us into, the building the Matrix concept. Uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg did that movie Ready Player One. Uh, what happens when we get to a point to where these guys are so chemtrailed they can literally project the virtual reality that we're in and then just like make us think that we're actually on a different planet. You know, this is, this is the world that we're in. It really is crazy stuff out of stuff out of a sci-fi movie. It truly is. Uh, so to start wrapping stuff up, you know, I'll play for you guys a clip of Trump speaking on UFOs and then I'll, I'll wrap all this stuff up. Uh, but we're, we're I'm going to read to you from the UN 2030 agenda for sustainable development. Uh, goal number 15 Part 8, and this is just me being facetious, but check this out. Goal 15 talks about protecting, restoring, and promoting, uns- promoting sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems, sustainably managing forests, combating desertification, uh, wetlands, matland, or combating desertification, and halting and reversing land degradation and halting biodiversity loss. Now, that's the overall goal for 15, is to protect terrestrial environments, right? Terrestrial ecosystems. But if you go down here to uh, goal goal number 15, part 8, it says, By 2020, introduce measures to prevent the introduction and significantly reduce the impact of invasive alien species on land and water ecosystems and control or eradicate the priority species. Now, to me this this tells me that they're thinking of what is acceptable, what life is acceptable. Clearly they're not talking about extraterrestrial aliens or anything of this nature, but we again begin to see them categorizing what is acceptable, what life should be allowed to to procreate, what life they would like the the future to look like. This is the utopia that they're trying to promote there. So how does this tie into space, environment? Well this is this this is they will be in space, we will be here on the earth. So before they can blast off to space, they have to make sure that we have the tools necessary to take care of the Earth so that they can watch us do it. That's the simplest way to say it. Uh, And and, and, and that's the goal. This is the breakaway civilization. You see, this is the secret space program, is that we will be watched, that they are creating something else entirely, that that they're creating a new Olympus. Uh, right here, predatory green capitalism is monetizing the air, and it's going to cost you. That was that article that I had mentioned earlier, uh, where they're trying to sell you free energy. They're going to sell—they're going to sell you the idea of going off the planet but using these renewable energies and everything that here—that is here sustainably, everything that we have already at our disposal. You see, that's what I mean by the free energy—the the, the light, the water, the air, all of it. That's—that's that's what they will use to power this future that they're creating it's just crazy because I don't have the information and the the uh, the post and stuff to talk about it just yet. Uh, but let me get up this clip for you guys of Donald Trump talking about the space force, or at least not necessarily talking about the space force, but talking about uh, his thoughts on UFOs. And again, this is just something I see happening where they're where they're allowing more of these talking points to be put out there. Uh, speaking on UFOs, talking about UFOs, releasing information on UFOs, changing the way that people can talk about UFOs. It's so, so much that it, it, it it's very interesting. Again, it just shows you where we're going and why the creation of the Space Force is very real, but how, indeed, this whole topic of UFOs, of ufology, of the military-industrial complex, the secret space program, the deep space, the secret space, or the, the, the black budget projects, all this stuff deserves a whole new lens. But here we have uh, President Trump talking again on UFOs.
3: The federal government is being increasingly open about its decades-long investigation of UFOs. They have spent millions of dollars, and officials admit now they've seen many things they don't understand. We decided to ask the president about it. Here was his semi-cryptic answer. Watch. You gave an interview the other day in which you said you've been briefed on unidentified flying objects. Are they are they real? Uh, well, I don't want to really get into it too much. But personally, I tend to doubt it. Uh, I mean, you have people that swear by it. Right. And pilots have come in and they said, and these are pilots that are not pilots that are into that particular world. But we have had people saying that they've seen things uh I'm not a believer, but, you know, I guess anything's possible. We spoke to a government official recently who said the U.S. government had wreckage from a UFO in a, in a facility on an Air Force Base. Are you familiar I with that? I haven't heard that, no. I haven't heard that. Uh, it has not been within government. has not been a big thing, but I've seen it. The federal government is being increasingly open about it.
0: And I'm sure we'll hear more about that, but uh, as Trump said, he's not a believer, but, you know, I guess anything is possible. The reason I feel like he's taken all these types of tactful steps... And gradual disclosure is because, again, we understand what the Space Force is. We understand uh, what Asgardia is. You know, we, there's there's just so much information out there that I really probably, again, should do a separate transmission where we where we can, where we categorize it, archive it, document it, and get it up here for posterity's sake. Because the alien abduction phenomenon, the UFO phenomenon, it's not something that we thought was simple. You know, this this is becoming increasingly apparent. And when we're talking about going off-world, uh, making the terrestrial, protecting the terrestrial ecosystem that we call Earth here, like there's these these are all different things that need to be talked about, and you're not going to hear it in news. You're not going to hear it whenever people want to hear about Jeffrey Epstein. You're not going to hear it whenever we have uh, highly eroticized pedophiles trying to have platonic relationships with children. You're not going to hear any of this type of stuff, and that's why we have to have these discussions and look at it in an honest light. I mean, here, again, this just shows you the time frame uh, that we're at. you have thousands of people trying to storm Area 51 looking for UFOs. I think that's kind of (laughs) silly. And they're they're trying to Naruto run, you know, where they throw their hands back like they're in an anime. Uh, But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm trying to get up for you guys is how China has a Mars rover that's going to launch in 2020 seeking signs of life and potential uh, for livable human conditions. They're, they're, they're China is trying to send their Mars rover to, to Mars <laughs> to look for signs of life. Uh, we talked earlier this year, too, about how they sent a probe up there with plant life so that they could got, start getting readings back. And this is what I mean. So I'm not saying we're going to go to Galapaxias 9. I'm not going to say we're going to Mars, Pluto, Neptune, any of these types of places. But what I will say is that we are getting the technology, to go, getting the technology ready to go off uh, the world. Maybe not interstellar, maybe not intergalactic, maybe not even interdimensional. I would say maybe even near orbit, you know, just right there in the atmosphere. But who knows with the technology and the things that are capable these days, you see, because these are not the normal days. Again, look at this, and this just shows you, sorry to fly fly through these in the rapid-fire nature that we are, uh, but right here, the U.S. Navy and Lockheed Martin have officially introduced directed energy weapons into warfare. You guys can go find this article by Nicholas West up at the Activist Post. They put it up July 8th, and essentially it just talks about that, how Fox News is even talking about uh, a Navy ship being equipped with directed energy weapons. And for people who don't know what that is, it's a fancy way to say laser technology. That's where we're at. And here's how I want to end this episode. Here's how I would like to to finish off talking about uh, protecting the terrestrial ecosystems, off-world reparations, and so much more. Physicists, that's right, physicists at the University of Chicago, I think, have literally come up with what they're, what they're calling hybrid particles. They're part light, part matter. They're talking about things such as lightsabers. That's right. So you tell me, was that predictive programming? Was that art imitating life, life imitating art? Uh, was that them having the blueprints for something? Who, who knows? But when I'm making these accusations about going off-planet doing this type of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm basing it off of all the years of research as I have with everything else and all the other parts of information that I've put together to look at this type of stuff. But let me get into this article. It's by Paul Seaburn of Mysterious Universe. They put this up July 8th. It says, lightsabers next. Physicists make hybrid particles that are part light and part matter. It was a dream of every Jedi wannabe, especially those who played with the plastic flashlight versions and realized just how far off into the future the real thing must be. Take hope, young skywalkers, that day may be coming sooner than you think. Physicists have discovered a new and easy way to make hybrid light particles that behave more like matter. Can the mechanism fit in the sword, like the, the, a light sword handle and how many batteries will it need? first, we show that periodically modulating an excited state of rubidium splits its uh, spectral weight to generate new lines, beyond those that are ordinarily car- characteristics of the atom, separated by multiples of modulation frequency. Second, uh, we use this capability to simultaneously generate spectrum lines that are resonant, that, with two chosen spatial modes of a non-degenerate optical cavity, enabling what we name, quote, Floquette- Polarizations, or pol- polarizations, yeah, polarizations, to exist in both modes, both spe- because both spectral lines correspond to the same flowcate engineered uh, atomic state. Adding a single frequency field is sufficient to complete or to couple both modes to a Rydberg excitation. We demonstrate that. The resulting polarizations interact strongly in both cavity modes simultaneously. The production of flow uh, polarizations provides a promising new route to the realization of ordered states of strongly correlated photons, including crystals and topological fluids, as well as quantum information technologies, such as a multi-mode photon-by-photon switching. There's your blueprint, junior Jedis! Courtesy of physicists at the University of Chicago, who published these details of their research week this week in the journal Nature. Floquette sounds like a bu- like a bunch of wet flowers, in a in a, bu- but it's a branch of differential equations. That's probably why I had such a hard time trying to trying to talk about it because my mind was being blown by what I was reading. I was like, I I understand a quarter of what I'm reading right now. And i'll understand it better in the future but that's crazy we're literally coming up with new states of matter hybrid particles i mean we've talked about time crystals we've time crystals uh liquid metal and now we're talking about hybrid particles that is crazy to me lightsabers and all this cool stuff uh anti-gravitic technology directed energy weapons genetic engineering biohacking transhumanism like this is where we're going this is what i mean by in the future there will be only transhumans that go into space. Humans will not be allowed to go into space. That's why they're doing all this stuff here on the planet, to biology and to reality to make us think otherwise. You know I wanted to talk more so about this when we were mentioning space, uh, but I think people are understanding that what we think of as space isn't isn't the same and what we think of as aliens isn't the same either. And I'm just going to leave it right there and pique some curiosity for our future shows. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you. This is show number 902, season 9, episode 2, Thought Transformation, Epidemic of Elite Evil and Terrestrial Ecosystems. And like I said, that's all I really have for you guys. Except for this closing statement that I prepared for you guys. Uh, Pull back. You know, what does this week reveal? Aside from the fact that we're not talking about highly eroticized and somewhat pseudo-political perverts and pedophiles trying to have platonic relationships with children. I think it shows us that indeed there is another guiding principle which governs the planet at the moment. I've had a number of revelations this week, you know, one of which being uh, why does the Bible talk about obeying authority? And I think it talks about it, as a, as it in a way as if, you know, it expresses his will upon the earth. You can look at Acts chapter 5 verse 29 and First Peter uh, chapter 2 verses 13 through 17. And the only reason I found it, or some of the reasons I found it to be true are due to the fact that it exemplifies people's hearts and minds of the time. We are humans, and freedom is the only thing that we see that we that, that that we've ever sought after. Outside of a prosperous family and a wonderful life, but all of these are decisions dependent upon the individual's choice. However, the times that we have entered into are ones which enable submission and obedience. This is not an open rule which enables prosperity and facilitates grace. No, this is the quiet usurpation of reality and all decency. I speak on the Black Mirror and the Great Mirror, more so on our partner page, Liberation Legion, but it's the concept that we're being pulled, not pushed, into an abysmal ether from which we may not return. Elon Musk, as I said in the previous transmission uh, and at the start of the season, spoke about the immortal dictator from which we would never escape. You see, the true rulers of this world that we're moving into, they have no flag. It bears no name, and it is subject to no governance. Other than what it manifests, it is subject to no control. The Green Mirror is what God has created, the Most High, and what it is is set in stone, and it is all that ever is and ever will be. You see. <laughs> People ask, you know, why is why is evil necessary, and why it continues to run amok in this plane, and why it goes unchecked, but... All I can tell him is it's because we truly cannot comprehend the depths at which it operates. We don't have the skills. You know, we don't understand that there are people out there where we're only catching the glimpses of the abyss, the, uh, the work in the darkness, in the darkest realms we could ever imagine. This is why we've been asleep for a reason, lulled into a false state of security and a trance by the very vampires conspiring to kill us, and yet... When we expose these heinous deeds, we're deemed disruptive or labeled dangerous individuals. It's the capitulation that kills us, and it's that hesitation that makes us surrender our will. Why do I tell you good folks to stay vigilant? It's because of what I said before in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion, looking for someone to devour. And let me tell you folks... We're out here on the plains of the Sahara Deserts without any protection, understanding of how we got here, or true comprehension of our situation. We've been rendered helpless, and if you can believe it, that's a good spot to be in. You see, this thing called desperation can be broken down into a simple theory that some folks like to call flatter fight, and folks, right now all we have is the fight. They say freedom ain't free, and well shucks, I'd say they're about right these days because we're having to develop new neurons, new systems, new abilities, and new mechanisms, and all new everything because of what we have to do. What we used to do was sustainable for where we were. We can do better, and we're doing better. And in that moment, that aforementioned apprehension, that's where the mysterium takes place. And it's in that deepest, most truest part of ourselves that we'll discover the truth. Stay vigilant, gang. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out. That social media summit sucked. Ours was way better. Way better. Our social media summit was way better. But check it out. Link in the description bar below. Later.